Welcome to Health with Hashimoto's, a podcast for you if you are diagnosed with Hashimoto's, wondering if you might have thyroid problems, or you're at risk for this autoimmune issue because of genetics. Exhausted and overwhelmed, you long to feel like yourself again, but you don't know where to start. Welcome to the Exhausted Mom's Path to Whole Health. Hi, I'm Esther. I am a registered nurse, and after 17 years in emergency departments around the country, I grew fed up by the system that only looks at symptoms and slaps short-term band-aids on problems instead of helping people truly discover how to reclaim their health. I went back to school for holistic health, and I am here to help you discover your next step on your journey to whole health. Whole health is made up of body, mind, spirit, diet, and environment. Changes can be made in any of these areas to help you create better health. Each episode of this podcast will provide simple and true tips so that you could take action immediately. Let's dive in to today's topic. If you have changed your diet because of Hashimoto's or any other autoimmune condition, you might be wondering how you're going to survive and navigate the holidays with your new diet. How are you going to go to all the parties? How are you going to get through the season and feel like it was a good season? I understand where you're coming from. It's a really hard thing. Parties and get-togethers in general, they involve food. Food is always a centerpiece of our togetherness. It's one of the things we gather around. And so when your diet has changed, when you're no longer able to participate like you used to with all of the, quote, normal foods, then what? Does it change your whole gathering? Does it change who you are? It might change how you feel about yourself. It might change how you perceive the gathering itself. But let's talk about how you can navigate these situations and how you can survive the holiday season. So, If you listened to episode 11, we talked about the four foods you might want to remove from your diet if you have an autoimmune condition. And these are so that you can improve your gut health because every autoimmune condition has a gut health component. The four foods that we talked about, which can be hard on gut health, include gluten, dairy, soy, and sugar. Perhaps you have removed one or even all four of those food types from your diet, and it changes what you're able to eat. Here are my five keys for you to survive and navigate the holidays with an autoimmune diet. Number one, pick your parties. Which ones are important to you? As an introvert and somebody who would be pretty happy just being a hermit, I don't have this problem. (laughs) I'm happy staying home figure out what parties are important. Where do you want to go? What is important to you this year? What do you have time for? What do you have space for? What do you have emotional bandwidth for? And then, of course, you can look at the food. If one of these parties is going to be held at a restaurant, let's say a Chinese restaurant, Almost every single one of the foods on the menu has gluten and soy, if not sugar, in it. So if you're on a diet and you have these foods restricted, maybe you just want to say no to that party specifically because you know there's going to be nothing you can eat. But maybe if it's a buffet-type meal or a potluck, you're like, yes, I can go because there will be things that I can eat. So figure out which parties you're going to go to. Number two, focus on what matters. Why are you going to this party? 
chances are you're not going to the party to eat. You're going to the party to be together with people. You're going to the party to celebrate. You're going to the party to make memories. If you're going to a party at church, you're going to a party so that you can celebrate your faith. You're going to the party for a reason other than food. So my tip number two for you is focus on what matters. Yes, it might feel different because when you can't eat everything at the party, when you feel this restriction, it changes how you perceive the party in general, or it can, it doesn't have to. So focus on what matters. I am going to this party so that I can blank so that I can see my friends, so that I can celebrate. You're not going to the party to eat food. Maybe in the past you were going so that you could eat five different types of cookies. This year is going to be different. You're not going to be able to eat those five different types of cookies. So why are you going to the party? Figure out what matters and focus on that. That is tip number two. Tip number three, eat before you go. Now this one, I've gotten myself into a bit of a bind sometimes because I typically eat before I go somewhere if it's going to be like a gathering where there is some food, not a full meal, but some food. I typically will eat some protein or something so that if there's nothing I can eat, then I'm not starving and just hangry because nobody wants to go through a party or get together hangry, especially when you're an introvert and it's already draining your batteries. So often I will eat before I go, but sometimes I will eat before I go and then I get there and the hostess made something specifically gluten-free or specifically so that everybody could eat it. And in that case, then I might get too full. It's a balancing act and unless you can predict the future, (laughs) you just have to guess. But tip number three is eat before you go. Not a full meal, but something so that you can get through this party. Before I give you tips number four and five, I want to interrupt my own podcast to remind you, don't wait for the new year to make your health goals and don't wait for the new year to make your health goals a reality. Start today. As I said in the last podcast, your health does not care about Christmas and New Year's. You need to be healthy no matter what day it is. We don't have to wait until this special season is done because quite honestly, there is never going to be a good time to change your health. There will always be something coming up. I have talked to hundreds of women over the years and quite often I hear after this vacation, after this birthday, after this event, after this reunion, after this, after this, after this, you don't have to wait until after this. You need to figure out how to incorporate those special occasions into your everyday health plan. You need to know how to have abundant health today. It doesn't have to wait. So head over to my website, healthwithhashimotos.com and click the get started button so that you can book your Hashimoto's health session with me. In that hour together, we're going to uncover the number one thing you can do next to begin regaining your health. One thing, one simple thing is going to be applicable to your particular situation and it's going to move the needle forward. Especially right now, you need to know how to do that as you go head into the busy holiday season. 
when you click the Get Started button on my website, you will be taken to a calendar. If there's nothing on that calendar that works for you, let me know. Send me a message. The easiest way to get a hold of me is on Instagram. I am at esthery.rn. There is a contact link on my website as well if you prefer to email me. Either way, but let me know what time works for you. As Christmas approaches, my homeschool schedule will be a will be a little bit different. So I might be able to make some time in the evening if that's what works for you, or perhaps even in the morning. I have a little bit of wiggle time when I can set my kids up who are homeschooled so that they can be independent and I can work with you. So if you don't see anything on the calendar, let me know and let's figure out what works for you because I want you to be able to discover the one thing you can start with to optimize your own health you can be healthier, even if you have health challenges, especially if you have health challenges. All right, so back to the tips about surviving and navigating the holidays on an autoimmune diet. Uh, tip number four is hold a cup. <laughs> Grab some water or some club soda or something, whatever you prefer to drink, hopefully not a sugary beverage and hold that cup. Sometimes we grab food just so that we have something to do with our hands. Maybe there's some hot tea at your party. Whatever it is, just put something in your hand so that you're not reaching for those foods that you're not eating this year. And of course, with all of those dietary changes, it might be different down the road. We take things out of our diet for a season so that our gut can heal, and then we reintroduce things and see if it can come back. For me, I have not been able to add gluten back into my diet. It has been nine years now, and I still am gluten-free. If I add gluten into my diet even a little bit, it lowers my migraine threshold, which means it's easier for all of the other triggers to trigger my migraine. Gluten also seems to immediately trigger some depression for me. I'm telling you, the gut-brain axis, it's very strong. You have so many hormone receptors and things in your gut that communicate directly to your brain. If you struggle with anxiety or depression, it might be what you're eating. It might be your diet. So I encourage you to look at that. Keep a food mood poop journal. If you've never done a food mood poop journal, send me a message and I have a PDF that I can send to you. But it's basically you write down what you eat, how you were feeling when you ate it. And then if you want, you can also write down how you felt after you were eating it. And then you also write down your gut symptoms, like were you bloated? How was your poop? Things like that. And with that, you can track some of the relationships between what you eat and your mood and your gut. It can be very insightful. But for me, gluten, I still can't do it. All right, tip number five. This is if it's a full meal party. So you're going to maybe a Christmas dinner and you know that it's going to be a full meal. What do you do then? Because obviously there will be things at that meal that contain gluten, dairy, soy, sugar, whichever ones of those you have taken out of your diet, there's going to be something at that feast that you're not going to want to eat, or maybe you'll want to, but that you know you shouldn't. And perhaps on Christmas day or at this particular party that you're choosing, you decide I'm going to eat. I used to balance what I was going to eat with is the pleasure I'm going to get from this experience worth the pain that eating it is going to cause. 
you have to know that for yourself. And if you're going to eat gluten and it's going to give you a migraine for the next three days and cause you to be feel depressed for the next 48 hours, then you get to balance that. You know, okay, if I eat this food, I'm going to feel this way. Is the food worth it? Maybe for you, yes. Maybe for you, no. Only you get to make that decision. But if it's a full meal, there are things that you can do. Like ask if you can bring something. Maybe you can bring a side dish. Maybe you can bring even a main dish. Maybe you can help the hostess. Maybe you can even host yourself. But ask if you can bring something. This doesn't mean you have to sit at home and make it. You can still go to the store and get it if that's easier. But maybe you're going to bring a veggie tray and you're going to bring some hummus. Honestly, that's one of my favorite things to bring because I know that no matter what somebody has as a food allergy, they're going to be able to eat something on a veggie tray and they're going to be able to eat hummus unless they have a legume allergy. So that's one of my go-tos. It's got veggies and protein, which is a great little tiny meal if that's the only thing you can eat. So when I'm choosing a side dish, I try to get something like that where it's a tiny little meal. And if that's the only thing I can eat, at least I will have something in my belly that sustains me until I get home. Asking if you can bring something goes along with just communication. Communicate with the host or hostess. What can I bring? Where will this be? And you don't have to put it all on them like, hey, I have this huge long list of things I can't eat. You can just maybe mention that I have a whatever, or you can perhaps mention, I can't eat blank. You can perhaps mention, I am not eating XYZ foods right now. I just want to let you know. And then you can ask then, is there something I can bring? That way the hostess knows because it's not a very good feeling when you do your best to prepare for a gathering and then somebody comes and they can't eat anything and you would have made a different side dish if you would have known. It's not a considerate place to put your hostess if it's a small gathering. Now, if it's a gathering for like 100 people, do I think that you need to like say, hey, I can't eat this? I don't think so. So read, read the room. Make sure to communicate with the hostess if it's going to be a situation where that communication is going to be helpful ahead of time. If the full meal is going to be at a restaurant, you know, you can take a look at their menu online. You can see if there's any foods that you can eat. No matter where you're eating, you can always look for foods that you can eat. Now, typically, no matter which kind of autoimmune diet you are observing, you're going to be able to find some meats and some veggies without sauce that are fine for you to eat. Now, if they are coated with anything, chances are it's going to have something in it, whether it's gluten or dairy or soy or sugar. Sauces typically have at least one, if not all four of those categories in them. But quite often, if you look for just the plain meats and then the plain veggies, you will be able to find something that you can eat. Now, if you're abstaining from dairy, you might want to check about the veggies if they're steamed or something. Make sure they don't have butter on them. That would be helpful. So in summary, the five things that you're going to focus on so that you can survive and navigate the holidays on an autoimmune diet, you're going to, number one, pick the parties that are important to you. Number two, Focus on what matters. It's probably not the food that matters. It's the togetherness. It's the reason for celebrating that matters. 
Number three, eat before you go. You don't want to be hangry at the party. Number four, put something in your hand, hot tea, water, club soda, something to occupy your hand so that you're not reaching for extra food. And number five, if it's a situation where there's a full meal, be in communication with the host or the hostess. Ask if you can bring something, take a look at the menu ahead of time, and then if all else fails, look for some dry meats, just no sauce, and some veggies, and that will get you through until you can get home and you can make something that you can eat. But most of all, I want you to enjoy this holiday season. When you don't feel like yourself right now, it can be hard. Being around friends and family, it can make you feel better about who you are. It can remind you that there's other things going on. It can focus your eyes on hope. And I want you to have hope. I want you to have hope for a healthier next year. I want you to have hope for a healthier future. And I want you to have love and joy. Really, without those three things, life is pretty sad. And I don't want you to be sad. I want you to be wholly healthy body, mind, spirit, diet, environment. They all work together and they all contribute to a fully, wholly healthy life. That's what I want for you. And again, I invite you to come over to my website and book a session with me so that we can figure out how you can make that happen. Come up with your own kickstart plan to grow in your whole health, to figure out how to make that a reality. It can be a reality you can regain your health. And if you feel like this episode has been helpful at all, I would love it if you leave a rating, a review. I am pretty new in this podcasting world, less than four months. All the podcasting platforms rely on your five-star ratings and on your written reviews to know if they should push out this podcast to other people. Every single rating and review really makes a difference. It also really helps if you take a screenshot and post it to your social media or send it to a friend via text message and say, hey, I think this might help you. All of that helps this podcast grow. And with every new listener, you and I are helping other people to uncover their own path to better health, to hope and health with Hashimoto's. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 